Welcome to Talking Points with Dr. Michelle, your host. Also, we have Quentin Jordan from All Day Fitness. Say hi, Quentin. All right, all right. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? <laughs> and we also would like to make a shout out to William Patterson University. Um, I would like to shout out Yelene Ganell from uh, William Patterson University. She is the Director of Diversity and Inclusion there and the Black um, Cultural Center. So shout her out. Awesome. Yes, yes. <laughs> So um, I want to just kind of get a sense of what you do and, and who you are and what you stand for at All Day Fitness. Uh, well, like you said, uh, my name is Quentin. Um, I guess just a little bit about me. I'm from North New Jersey originally. Um, I was raised a lot of different places, but a lot of my time was spent in Newark. Um, as far as the gym, uh, All Day Fitness, it just came from just that mindset of the all day mentality, you know? which is like the um, relentless, the grind of all day, we're gonna do this, we're gonna focus on it. It's gonna be something that we think about all day. Our, our health and, and wellness is gonna be something about, you know, just gonna be about what we do. Um, and that's where the uh, motto, Be Relentless comes from. You know, we, I try to instill that into my members, like no matter what it looks like, what it feels like, we're gonna continue to go towards those goals. And that's kind of where just, I guess, everything kind of came together, so. When did you start uh, becoming a trainer, fitness trainer? Um, I've been a trainer now, I want to say, what year is this? 2000? It's been a crazy year. So um, I've been a trainer now for a, almost 11 years. So I've been in it for a while. I've worked um, at Lifetime Athletic. Um, I've worked as a fitness manager at Crunch. I've been a general manager at Snap. So I've been in the industry um, for about 11 years, 11, 12 years. I started off doing basketball training, so I, I was in it probably longer than that, but from an actual personal training standpoint, it's been 11 years. Wow, so what made you decide to create a business out of it? Because that takes a different mindset. Yeah, um, I think just kind of, uh, just seeing what was happening around me, seeing a lot of trainers uh, be frustrated with the gym and where they worked. Um, seeing how the companies made money and how much they paid the trainers, um, working at a company like Lifetime, where it's a billion dollar gym, um, and then also working at something like Snap, which is very small, you get to see just both levels of it. And you get to see how um, the company just makes revenue. And I realized that in order for me to get to where I ultimately want to be, it, it's just hard to work for someone. Um, Absolutely. You know, so I, I wanted to create something that I could be proud of, not be limited by you have to work this many hours or you have to sell this product, which your clients may not even need. So it gave me the freedom of just, just doing my own thing, supporting what I believe in and pushing what I believe in and, and creating my own be relentless, grind it out mentality. So that was, that was the premise behind it. Love it. So I guess my question is, how do you translate that? Because it sounds like you're talking about being mindful about your choices physically, um, you've created your own brand. So that of course takes a certain mindset. How do you translate mindfulness into physical health? Um, I think it's, it's, it's very important to just be aware of what it is that you want. Um, I think a lot of times when it comes to our, our physical health, we have these goals in mind and we, we set a goal and we say, all right, I want to lose 50 pounds or even in the, the business world, we say, okay, we want to start our own business. But after you decide that, which is great, that, that puts you in a direction, but then you have to really kind of do your homework. And you have to realize, 
But what does it take to lose that 50 pounds? What does it take to gain muscle? What does it take to erase what I've been taught to eat and those things? So it's about planning. Um, I think that phrase is like proper preparation prevents poor performance or something like that. Um, I love it because it, that's what it's about. It's about lining up your day and being very purposeful in what you're going to do that day, what you're going to eat that day, what, what type of physical activity you're going to do. And, and none of us are immune to it. I, I'm, I'm here at the gym every day, even now in the middle of a pandemic. I'm still here almost every day. And the days where I don't have a plan on what I want to do for my workouts, those workouts typically suck. <laughs> and I, and I, don't really, I don't really do as well as I could. But the days where I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this, this, and this after I teach my class or whatever, um, those, are, those are the best days to work out. So being mindful of what you want to do um, and planning it out is this. That's, that's key. So I guess my, I want to know what that looks like. What does your routine look like to be healthy? It has to look like something. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's different for everybody. Um, for me, it, it's, it really is all about planning out my days and planning out what I'm eating, planning out what, again, what am I doing as far as in moving that day? That's, that's number one. Um, it, you don't want to guess at it. You want to really write it down and figure out what works for you. Figure out, um, I, don't, I, I can't do this diet because I, you know, if I'm not trying to eat for eight hours and I'm in the middle of a work day where I'm stressing, that might be a little bit impossible. Some people may be able to do it. Some people um, aren't. So it's, for me, it's really just kind of getting up and either starting my day with working out with my class or getting to the gym before my class. Um, and then it's, prepping what I'm going to eat for that day. So knowing what I'm going to have for breakfast, knowing what I'm going to have for lunch, um, knowing when I'm going to rest, all of those things take, um, are, are very important in just creating that type of a lifestyle. So someone who's a weight loss person, they want to really make sure that they're getting, you know, they want to wake up and, and start moving, you know, get up a little bit earlier. And if you're, if you're a busy person, maybe do some stairs in your house, go up and down the stairs a couple of times. The more you active you can get just normal in your normal everyday routine, the better. So it's different ways to really kind of approach it, but um, there's a lot of different ways around it. So I try to tailor my workout programs to what people are looking to do. I actually appreciate that response because not everyone should be doing the same thing. Um, no. You know, that used to work for me, what you said about not eating for a long period of time and then right. maybe having a big meal where most of my calories um, are in that one meal that worked at one point I, I was I've got myself used to that pattern but now I don't know if I can necessarily do that I do it somewhat however I do still need to snack a little bit early into the day maybe I do have most of my my calories at one point in the day but it changes you know right and, and as long as you're aware of that and that's part of doing your homework um you know, we, a, a lot of times I'll get people in here and they're, they were former athletes in high school and they were this and that. And it's like, I understand that. I appreciate that. I love that you have that. But it's 25 years later. We, we're not really going to be able to do a lot of the same things. And your body's not going to adapt. Again, I'm, I'll be 40 this summer. My body does not adapt the way it used to when I was 27, 28. So it, it's finding out what works for you now. And um, like you said, you're eating had to kind of shift a little bit because I'm sure you're very busy. So for everybody, it's, it's, it's not necessarily, oh, you got to do keto or you have to do this or you have to um, do intermittent fasting or you, it's, it's really what works for you. 
and and what's sustainable over time because if it if it only works for a couple of weeks when those few weeks are over we're most people just kind of revert back to their old behavior so i love that that actually brings me to my next point how do you foster longevity when it comes to these best practices with your health um just which is why i love the topic of the show the mental mind it's so mental and um when you talk about longevity, it's, it's talking about understanding that it's not a goal that you're trying to reach, it's a lifestyle. Mm. And if you, if you attack it from a lifestyle standpoint versus a goal, you won't make those sudden drastic things just to kind of reach a goal. And um, you'll, you'll think more so like, okay, I want to make walking a part of my life. I want to make being fit a part of my life that, you know, my three-year-old son will soon be 13 and he's going to be out and about or, you know what I mean? And it's, it's about being mindful of those things. Um, you know, if someone wants to lose a, a lot of weight, it's really understanding that, okay, you have a goal of losing 75 pounds, which is great, um, but we want to not only lose it, but we want to keep it off. And we don't want to eat the same foods that we were eating that got us 75 pounds heavier than we were supposed to be. Um, and again, that can go for weight gain, weight loss. I just, you know, most people who work out a lot, a lot have weight loss goals. But um, it's just kind of being very mindful about a lifestyle of it and not trying to focus so much on the goal and, and what the goal is, but to have a, uh, I want to be healthy for my kids. I want to be healthy for my grandkids. I don't want to be 60, 70 years old, you know, dependent on someone, you know, I want to be active and moving. Those things are, are very important. And as I get older, I'm realizing time flies and the older I get, it seems like the faster time is moving. So I want to be, you know, moving and grooving as I get older as well. So that's a big part of just kind of thinking of the health and vitality side of it. I actually like there's two points that that I really that resonated with me from what you're saying. One of those is I, I guess I got the idea that you want to start doing things that you know you're going to do. <laughs> not not something I know my sister and I we are both former athletes I played basketball she ran track okay she and I went out we still are pretty athletic but we don't we're not very active so I remember us going out and because we're still athletic and we still kind of have that mental stamina it didn't necessarily mean that we should translate that into physical stamina at that time because we were running we ran like two miles in under 15 minutes and we hadn't done anything athletic in a long time. Right. This wasn't why. <laughs> oh, we did. We, and then we had a right. nerve to do it for like four days straight. And it didn't, it really, it only made it worse. Like we didn't feel, I think the one day that we did, we, we did a different terrain. Like we were going uphill. So I think that's okay. what really, really messed us up. And right. so we weren't inspired the next day. We did too much. So sometimes it's a matter of just getting your, your feet wet, just maybe going exactly. for a walk. <laughs> right. No. And it's, it's a, that's a great point. There's a, there's a book that I read. I try to read it every year. It's called Compound, Compound Effect by Darren Hardy, I believe. Um, great, great book. Um, but what it talks about is, is the small changes over time. And, and the small changes over time um, produce the massive results. And one of the examples, I'm sure a lot of people have heard it, is the, would you take $3 million day one or would you take a penny um, that doubles every day for a month straight? And most people be like, I'll take the $3 million, I'll take the $3 million. 
But that penny that doubles, you know, you have two cents the next day and then you have four cents and then you have eight cents. But by the time you get to about 24, 25 days, you have about probably half a million dollars. And then over the next few days, you end up with like 10 million or something, whatever the number is. Um, but he uses that example to say, you know, so many people, they want to just go and they want to say, I want, I have this goal. Let me just go. And this is what I used to do. And, I, you know, and they, they end up doing the same thing. You end up just falling flat on your face because it's, your body's not used to it. And so many people who are, are especially living like sedentary lifestyles, they, January 1st, they want to go to the gym five days a week. They want to eat nothing but salad. And it's like, well, if you haven't been doing that for the last two years, the likelihood of you sustaining that is probably going to be pretty small. So it's just those small changes and, and understanding that accepting where you are, be proud of where you are. And every day that you do something to move in that direction, then you should applaud yourself for it. And that, that, those are things that will help you sustain you over a lifetime versus I got to lose five pounds this week, you know. And I love that because it does require that mindfulness. In order for you to be physically fit, you have to be logical in what you're doing and systemic with what you're doing. And, um, and I think that's where the success comes from. Like you said, little by little, then you get to that goal. Um, so I guess, do you have anything else you want to add to that? Um. You know, I think, you know, I have, um, I, I, I deal a lot with weight loss people. I deal a lot of, with, uh, I guess, former athletes that are trying to, you know, get back in shape. You know, the, the biggest thing, like I always say, is time is going to pass regardless. God willing, you know, if, if, like my grandmother said, if the Lord let me live, but God willing, we'll, we'll live a long time. So if, if a goal take, is going to take you two years to accomplish, those two years are going to pass regardless. So you can either be at your goal in two years or still talking about how long it would have taken you to get to your goal. Um, so again, just um, talking about mental mindfulness, it's, it's setting a goal and doing the homework and finding out that a pound, and, a pound to a pound and a half a week of weight loss is amazing if you can sustain that. You know, don't worry about losing, you know, don't worry about if you need to lose 50 and you didn't lose five that first week or seven that first week. You know, just taking those baby steps and again, rewarding yourself with a pat on the back, not always with food, but with, with a pat on the back or, you know, and, and, and sometimes it can be with food. You know, if you've been really working hard and you've been doing your thing and you feel like you need something, enjoy it. You know, that's part of the lifestyle of it um, and not just the, the, the goal. Do you feel like this mindset translates for you, not just with your physical health, but just your social well-being and your, you know, just other parts of your life? Do you see it in those areas as well? Yeah, it, it, it definitely translates. Um, you know, when I, when I think about opening a business and when I think about what I want to do with this gym in the next year or so, it starts the same way. You know, I can be very hard on myself as far as I, I want to do this or I see myself here and now. If, if I haven't reached certain steps by a certain point, I get down, all of a sudden I'm frustrated and, I'm, and I want to quit or I revert to old things. So, you know, it, it definitely translates. It's the preparing, it's knowing what you want to do, it's having little small mini goals that you want to hit, understanding where you are, applauding where you are, applauding, you know, little victories, celebrating them. It's, it's all those things that translate from the gym into your your life and to your business until your your relationship with your with your kids. You know, I 
I, I have two girls and they're, I'm, a, I'm a girl dad and I want to, <laughs> I want to continue to build my relationship. My with dad, is, by the way, <laughs> my dad only has girls, so he's a girl dad too. <laughs> See, I love it. I love it. We're a special kind. And I, and I, and I, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Um, but, but having a teenage daughter is, is tough. And sometimes it's, it's breaking those communication barriers. And if, if I just say, all right, well, I, I tried and it didn't work, then, you know, you lose a relationship, you know? So the same way I would put steps forward and say, all right, I'm going to try to get her to watch TV with me for five minutes, you know, or I'm going to just ask her how she's doing. Or I'm just going to sneak in her room and just give her a hug real quick and kiss her, even though she hates it, you know? So it's those little things that, that add up over time. And it's the same way you should approach your, your physical, mental, spiritual health is, is, is deciding on what you want and taking small steps to get there every day. Love it. It's about being conscious, really. Conscious, yes, absolutely. So I have two, two students from William Patterson University that have questions that I think are, are really, really great questions and okay. can translate a lot into what we were talking about just a moment ago. We have Judith Nelson from the class of 2021. She's a public Judy. health education major. Yes, Judy. Right. <laughs> So public health, which is definitely in education. So that sounds pretty, pretty cool. Maybe getting into, um, you know, maybe working with your, your daughter or kids your age one day. Um, and she asks, how can one manage to stay fit during this crisis, especially those in underserved communities with limited access to healthy food? Oh, that is an amazing question. An amazing, amazing question. Um, I would, I would lie if I said, oh, it's easy. It's not. You know, I, I grew up in Newark, New Jersey, and I still have family live there, and uh, my father still lives there. And there's not a lot of healthy places to go. Um, there's a fast food or fried chicken or uh, just any, anything other than healthy foods in the area. Um, the biggest thing is you want to take care of what you can take care of. Um, no matter what's in the area to eat, you can always stay active, going for walks, running stairs, going outside, getting some fresh air. I know we're in a time of social distancing, but you can go run. They, they tell you to stay active. So that's something that you can do. Um, the, you, can, you don't have to find a trainer. I mean, there's a great gym here with a virtual trainer here, but you don't have to find a trainer. <laughs> you don't have to find a virtual trainer. You can, you can go on Google, go on YouTube, and you can find amazing workouts that you could do in the middle of your, of your living room. Um, from the eating standpoint, it's about um, making the healthier choices from what you have. Um, yes, there may be a McDonald's, maybe the closest thing to you, but McDonald's has fairly healthy options that you can do. Now, if there's someplace else you can go other than McDonald's, there's a little bit healthier, definitely go towards those. But if you're in an area where there's nothing but unhealthy foods, every unhealthy spot has some things that are a little bit more conscious, uh, more health conscious choices. Um, so if you can just explore, it may not be food that you necessarily would gravitate towards, but if you can find some things that you like on those menus, you can, you, you can always find something. Um, my, my wife loves to eat. She loves to go out to different restaurants. She likes the experience. And I don't always like the foods that, or the type of foods that she goes to. But what I do is I find what I like and what is supporting my goal. So it might, sometimes it may just be a salad, you know, a chicken salad. And 
that's fine because I know that later on when I get to a place where I can make a something, you know, a healthier choice, I'll make it then. But in the time where you are, just do what you can to just minimize the damage of putting too many bad foods into your system. I like that answer. It's the, it, is, it is difficult because there are food deserts in these areas. Um, and, you know, there is a, a deficiency in quality foods like produce, so vegetables and, and fruits and things of that nature. And they're selling the, the negative, but it's really a choice. And like we said a moment ago, being conscious of the decisions that we're making and also kind of having in mind how many calories I'm willing to put in my body today. I might have gone to McDonald's, but if I get this fish sandwich, this is going to take 1,200 cal calories out of my 1,600 calorie diet today. You know, right. I, right. I don't know if that makes sense to Absolutely. the masses, but Absolutely. in my mind, that's I don't necessarily think about what I'm eating. I think of, okay, I ate about this amount of calories today. I can't eat right. too much more than that the rest of the day, you know? Right. Right. And which goes back to what we talked about, you know, as far as, as setting your day and knowing what you're going to eat. If, if, if I start my day um, or my night before and I know what I'm going to have for breakfast and what I'm going to have for lunch. Now, even if I have to ultimately go to a spot that doesn't have the healthiest foods, at least I, can under, I have more of an understanding. I'm not, I'm not going to the, the food spot just starving. Like, you know what, just, just, just give me the burger. Right? <laughs> like, so now it's like I know where I'm going to eat. So let me, what? What is on that menu that I can pre-plan that I'm going to eat that's going to help me in my goal? Or if I'm going to get something that might be a little bit more fattening, maybe I need to see what my workout needs to be so that I'm, I'm, I'm counterbalancing, you know? So I think that's, that's mindfulness and just being conscious of what your goal is and being, being relentless about it, you know, not to go back to the shirt, but just really being- Oh, go back to the shirt. About, um, being relentless and being purposeful in what you want. And then as long as you focus on that, you'll, you'll, you'll make the right choices. There was another point that you made in that, um, in the earlier part of what you were saying. Um, I think that going out for a jog, it doesn't matter where you live. I mean, even if it's around your block, even if it's in your backyard or in front of your house or in front of your apartment, some just an area you're comfortable with. Um, and, and taking your children, I know this, we have millennials watching, but we also have some um, adults that have children that are also millennials that are watching. Um, and you're showing your children great habits by walking, by going out, by um, exploring your surroundings, going to a park, um, or whatever, but if your children see you doing that, they're creating that healthy mindset. They don't even know that they're doing something healthy. They're just, oh, I'm out with my, my mom or my dad. Right. This is something that I'm going to do because this is what we did when I was younger. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, and that, that goes back to that, the, the lifestyle and the, the little things over time. It's, it's you walking, your daughter walks, you know, your son walks, you know, and you're getting out. And next thing you know, as they get older, they're going to like, I'm gonna take a walk. And they, they won't even know why they want to do it. You yeah. know, it's just like you said, it's something that they used to do. And now it's become a part of who they are. So it's, it's, it's starting. It's, and, and, and also, no matter where you are, you mentioned there are some older people who have kids and things like that. It doesn't matter where you start. You know, if you're 60 years old right now, mm -hmm. get walking. You know, if you're, if you're 70 years old, do what you can do. It's, it's, 
because you're still working your body and you're still motivating somebody who's not doing it. You know, I have a 67 year old that takes some of my classes and people come in here and they see her. And the first thing I tell them is don't try to keep up with her. <laughs> it will, you know, but she's 67 and she will outwork any, almost everybody in my gym. Um, but it's amazing how when people work out with her, all of a sudden they're like, I can do more. All right, I'm going to go do an extra flight of stairs. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go stay after class and do these things. So no matter where you are in your life, you're all, someone's always watching you and you can always inspire the next person to be healthy and live healthy. Absolutely. Here's another question by Michaela Abraham. She's from class of 2020, um, a psychology and philosophy major. She asks, how can someone with a health and wellness platform encourage more people to learn how to be mindful and better their physical health? How can someone with a health and wellness platform inspire more people? Yeah, to learn about being mindful and to be better with their physical health? Um, that is a, a good question and it's very easy, but it's not, it's not always easy from a, um, a mental standpoint. And what I mean by that, I'm not sure I'm saying that correctly, but when we think about platforms and we think about speaking to people and we, we almost, a lot of people, I won't speak for everyone, a lot of people will think being in front of a mass group of people and, 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 and talking and changing hundreds of lives at a time, and you have to understand that you as a person, you have a platform, period. You have friends that look up to you who, who value what you say. You have family members who know that you're studying certain things that, are, that think that your opinion is valuable. I would say start with that group of people and, and, and just make it a part of who you are. If, if that's something you want to do, if you want to talk about it on a bigger platform, you have to start with the platform that's given to you. Um, which could be, like I said, your friends, your family. Could, you may have a sorority or whatever it may be, a fraternity that'll listen. You know, starting small and just start talking to people. And it might, overnight, you might become someone who speaks to group, large groups of people, or it, you may be just working in little small groups. But never, you know, I would say value the person that's in front of you um, because that person that you're speaking to could be the person that ends up changing the lives of millions so value everybody you talk to every every place that you speak is a stage and if you look at it that way you'll always you won't have a problem speaking to bigger people you'll be able to just do what you do i love that um because i actually i i embrace what you're saying because i used to be a bit timid about utilizing social media as an opportunity to say something and by all means, if you have something to say, say it. Someone is listening. Um, it may not be, like you said, a, a whole conference room full of people, at least not to start. The goal goes back to everything you said a moment ago. It's little by little and not being afraid of, um, of what seems like humble beginnings. Those are essential in um, ensuring that your voice is out there because you're, you have something to say. Um, and so say it and be encouraged, not only have value in the people that are listening, have value in yourself because it starts there. Absolutely. Once that's done, you know, yes. just do it. <laughs> right. Absolutely. And I think we live in this age of, you know, with, with social media and we see people with hundreds of thousands of followers and, you know, we, 
I, I think most people get caught up in it to an extent, you know, you're not sure if you're, you know, you have 500 followers, you have a thousand followers, you have 2000 followers and you look at the next person and you think that you don't have anything to say because of the, the people or the number of people who follow you. But, you know, you if you just speak it, you know, you start to, you start to utilize, like I said, the platform that you have, um, you never know who you're going to affect or who you're going to, um, I guess, change, life change. Absolutely. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate no the time that you gave me today to, to talk about your, your, pro, your practices and your approach to life. It really is a lifestyle, you know, and if people can embrace it as one, I think they'll have success in building that mental stamina and that physical health. Right, right. We all want to live healthy lives. And, and like I said, it's a life, you know, we want to live healthy lives, not healthy in the moment not healthy for our birthday, not healthy for vacation, but we want to live healthy lives. And that, that starts with making better choices daily, no matter how big or small they are. So today I'm going to go outside. I'm going to go for a walk. Nice. Nice. <laughs> I'm going to put that in my nice. regimen. So at a certain time, what time is it? It's about two, two o'clock. Two o'clock. Yep. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go out there and take my little walk and, and make that a part of my routine and then develop that maybe bring it up a notch maybe go for a jog at that time right right and 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 be okay with how you feel after if you feel like you're like who i'm winded why is that so hard it doesn't matter you did it and we're going to get better every day so yeah i'm proud of you for making that choice today thank you so much so guys thank you for joining us today please rate comment subscribe if you haven't already done so i appreciate your time i'll see you next time Thanks, guys. Thank you, Dr. Michelle. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Okay, so I'm going to stop. Don't, don't, don't.